Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is Captain DiLorenzo on the flight deck. Please return to your seat and make sure your belt is securely fastened. It's AutoLine Daily Policy that you must be belted in case of bad news. In a few minutes, the lovely Mindy and the very talented Wendy will be coming through the cabin with our refreshment service. Soft drinks are complimentary. Alcoholic beverages may be purchased for seven U.S. dollars. We accept credit and debit cards only. And with that, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. The latest from the L.A. Auto Show, that is. First up, Honda took the wrapper off its redesigned CRV, which gets a new look both inside and out. Powering the crossover is a 2.4-liter four-cylinder engine made it to a five-speed automatic transmission. Compared to the previous model, fuel economy is slightly better for both the front wheel and all-wheel drive versions. But a five-speed in a land of six speeds and more? Uh, not so much. The CRV goes on sale next month in the U.S. Hyundai revealed its new Azira, which is the fifth vehicle in the company's lineup to incorporate its fluidic design language. The Azera is powered by a new 3.3-liter direct-injected V6, which is paired to a six-speed automatic transmission. Its combined fuel economy is 23 miles per gallon, which Hyundai claims is best in class. And like all Hyundais, the Azera is available with a number of safety and convenience features. To my eye, this may be the first Hyundai in a while that doesn't exactly set the world on fire. I would call the design tepid at best. Infiniti revealed a new crossover yesterday, the JX. It's larger than the EX and FX, but thankfully smaller than that truck-based behemoth, the QX. Its design is reminiscent of the sharp-looking M with smooth-flowing body lines. It will be powered by a 265-horsepower 3.5-liter V6 matched to a CVT. Expect this 2013 model to be loaded with technology and carry a base price of around 41 grand. Yesterday it was Cadillac's turn and today it's Lincoln's. The Blue Oval luxury brand revealed two refreshed products at the show. The 2013 MKS sedan gets a lineup of enhancements and refinements. The exterior design has been revamped, with the car gaining a wispy-looking grille. And pay attention, folks, because that grille is a transition to the new Lincoln. The fuller-sized Lincoln's 3.7-liter V6 gets a horsepower boost, bringing it to an even 300. It should also deliver three more miles per gallon on the highway. The MKS gets a new driver-selectable suspension system called Continuously Controlled Damping, bigger brakes, and a redesigned interior. Changes to Lincoln's big crossover, the MKT, are very similar, with the exterior styling being the most noticeable. Look for the 2013 MKS and MKT at Lincoln stores this spring. One of the other big reveals out in LA was anything but. The Chevy Spark is a mini car, but not a Mini Cooper. As an A-segment vehicle, it's going to compete in a corner of the American market that's nearly as small as it is. One of the things GM is trying to accomplish with it is testing the waters to see if Americans have any interest in such a small car. Well, we're seeing what the segment will do. It might grow because if we, as you see, the segments and the taste of consumers continue to, to shift. But the great opportunity we have with this vehicle is bringing people into the market, into the Chevrolet dealership who we haven't seen before. 
and get them you know, engaged in Chevrolet, engaged with the dealer body, and uh, continue to provide service business to them, potentially as they go through their life stages, sell future products to them, and referral business. So it's, uh, it's a great investment for us. Well, yesterday GM was predicting a sire of 14 million for the month. And now a story on the Detroit Free Press website seems to corroborate this estimate. Dealerships are seeing a nice bump in a showroom traffic as more and more people replace their aging vehicles. Great news for the industry, but not for Fiat, since sales of the Cinquecento are devastatingly bad. More on that later. The company plans to add more stores, but who knows if that will help. And remember, you can watch yesterday's live webcast from the floor of the LA show. Just swing by our website, autoline.tv. Yesterday, the Obama administration made the new fuel economy rules official. By 2025, vehicles must average 54.5 miles per gallon. The EPA and NHTSA say this will add an additional $2,000 to the cost of a vehicle. Overall, it could cost up to $157 billion, but the agencies say this will be offset by saving as much as $515 billion in fuel costs. Uh, we'll see. In a somewhat surprising report, the Highway Loss Data Institute says you're more likely to avoid an injury in an accident if you drive a hybrid. The odds of getting injured are 25% lower in a hybrid than a non-hybrid. HLDI says the extra weight of a hybrid helps protect occupants better. On average, hybrids are 10% heavier than standard cars. However, the same report says hybrids are 20% more likely to get in an accident with the pedestrian because it's harder for pedestrians to know when one's around when operating in electric-only mode. I gotta tell you, studies like these make me crazy and I assign exactly zero credibility to them. Zero. Here's the thing. I barely passed physics in high school, but I do remember one key fact. When something bigger runs into something smaller, the smaller thing is going to lose. Coming up next, my thoughts on Fiat's North American debacle. Drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. On Monday, it was reported that the Chrysler Group has suspended production of its 1.4 liter fire engine that powers the Fiat 500 in North America due to slow U.S. sales of the sump compact. The Italian-owned automaker is said to have a 184-day supply of Fiat 500 coupes and cabrios available to dealers. Hmm. Remember all of the glowing pronouncements by Fiat Chrysler CEO Sergio Marchione about how the Fiat 500 would transform the U.S. market and that the automaker would easily sell 50,000 units in the first year? Even though he downgraded that prediction somewhat when the rollout of the car turned out to be a complete disaster, the bottom line is that just 15,826 Fiat 500s have been sold in this country to date. Let me repeat that, just 15,826. The problem wasn't with Marchione's delusional thinking about fiat and what it could and would do in this market, because even though he fancies himself a genius and his minions thinks he is so very, very special, the bottom line is that delusional thinking is delusional thinking in any language. And Marchione is no different from many of the other auto industry executives of the last, say, oh, 50 years, who were convinced they were special and who were equally convinced that they couldn't possibly be wrong. The problem with all of this, of course, 
is that Marchione's vision for the future health and well-being of the Fiat-owned Chrysler hinges upon Fiat making it here in the U.S. so that the table can then be set for the launch of Alfa Romeo. And that dog is just not going to hunt, even with the prosciutto-wrapped T-bone. Reality has yet to set in for Marchione on this Fiat deal. And that spells trouble for the Fiat dealers who have ponied up big cash for the privilege of signing up for Sergio's vision. And that reality is that Fiat will never be more than a small-time bit player here, at best. Talk about a giant pasta bowl of not good. And that's the high-octane truth for Thursday, November 17th. Anyway, on behalf of me and all of my colleagues, I'd like to th thank you for choosing AutoLine Daily. We know you have a choice when it comes to online automotive-themed programming, and we're happy you went with us. We look forward to serving you on future shows. Over and out.